Good evening, good evening. Welcome to my new show, Janice and Company. It's on the My Gospel Soul Network. It's also posted on uh, YouTube. It's posted on um, My Gospel Soul Magazine community page. It's also posted all over the place. <laughs> so Twitter, it's, well, you know, formerly known as Twitter. It's on X. Uh, so it's posted in a couple of places. So we're going to get the show started. I have a special guest tonight, Dr. Nicole Lynette. She is going to, God's going to use it tonight. I know, I believe it, and I feel it in my spirit. This show is about unpacking and healing together. We get down to, we used to say the nitty gritty, but we get down to what the core of our issues are because that's when we could take responsibility that's when things can change amen and that's when we can really really see a turnaround in our life so y'all make sure y'all keep it right here go ahead and share the show in your inbox share it wherever let everybody know that we're getting started with janice and company in just a few minutes Welcome back. Welcome back. Amen. Good evening. Good evening. First show of Janice and Company. I'm excited about this show because this show is really, this is where my gift actually gets to work. And I actually get to sit down and talk with uh, other uh, men and women of God or, you know, counselors, uh, you know, life coaches that uh, can share valuable information to help you get to where you need to be in your life. Okay, so tonight, let me introduce Dr. Nicole Lynette. I'll let her tell you a little bit about herself. Wow, you left that on me, huh? <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> well, I'm going to go back and forth because there's some things that I read in your bio that, that I really want to dig into, really want to hear about how you found out what your, about your calling, you know, the road to that. And uh, But I just want, I love to hear people just introduce themselves, tell about yeah. how you got into uh, um, walking in the calling of, of healing. I'll say it's healing. Okay. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you so much for allowing me an opportunity to be here. I am excited and always excited to be used to help someone else because I believe that everyone has a story and every story is important and your story can be the key to help unlock somebody else's captivity. And so how did I get into healing? I got into the ministry of healing after I sought God because I did a lot of hurting and he healed mm -hmm. me. And he told me that he was setting me free so that I can help set others free. So as we begin to unpack some of this information Jesus. and experiences, you'll see that I've experienced a plethora of traumatic events in my life. And I didn't even know it was trauma, 
but we'll talk about that as well because trauma brings drama, especially when it's unresolved. So uh, I've been walking in ministry, actually active ministry for more than 30 years. Yes, I started when I was two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I tell I usually tell people I was born on a Sunday. This is a true story. I was born on a Sunday morning at 1031 a.m. Just in time for Sunday morning worship. You know, worship used to be at 11 o'clock. And yeah. so that's what I usually tell people. But I was born and I, was, I received Christ at an early age at the age of six with the revelation of who Jesus Christ was because I come up as a Baptist girl. And when I heard the spirit of the Lord call me to salvation, because you have to be called to salvation before you're called to ministry. So uh, just clarifying that information, but I was called at the age of six and I heard his voice. But when I began to, if you're from the old Baptist culture, you know what it is, the deacons at the front of the church, with the opening of the doors of the church. And, but when I began to walk up to the front, God opened up a vision to me and I found myself at the foot of the cross and so I received salvation at the age of six. And I'm going to tell you, it's been on and popping ever since because mm. uh, the devil took a very good distaste to me and life has not been so kind. But I uh, share with uh, most people that the greatest miracle in my life is not that God rescued me from many car wrecks. And the last one where my car was hit from behind Flipped six times and spun three times on the freeway and uh, in traffic. But thank God no one hit my car. Amen. Hallelujah. And I came out without a scratch. I didn't have a bruise. And I laid in the hospital. It was during the time of COVID. And as they laid me by the nurse's station, I found myself praying for the people who were coming into the hospital. <laughs> And I love out. So, and that was coming from an outdoor worship service. So I do know that um, when you hear my quote, that my presence has purpose and my purpose has power is because my, per my presence is needed in the earth realm. And I now realize that and recognize that. So I started with the ministry of healing since I was a little girl. And God just began to just evolve it. I started teaching in the church and taking leadership in the church when I was a little girl and being the eldest girl of seven siblings. Um, I had leadership even then. So I, it's just I, I just say God brought me into this earth realm for such a time as this because I have hurt much. But he has healed me much. So now to whom much is given, much is required. Is required. I don't take it lightly. So I, again, I am very honored and humbled to be here because God did promise me that he was going to, he has called me as a mouthpiece and he was going to call my voice to the nations to bring healing and deliverance. So just honored to be here. Thank you. I, um, I was reading a second time through your uh, bio, and I and it was for a reason because I believe in divine appointment. I really, really mm -hmm. do. I believe that God has has uh, um, put us in a position to meet at certain times right. in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I was I was reading, you know, about being a life coach, being you know, but it was something that caught me, and I wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote it down. Uh, about breaking cycles, about breaking cycles. Okay. We we are um, 
we are in a time where a lot of things have manifested in people's lives. You know, uh, you've got different generations, but you're seeing uh, people repeat patterns. It may look different, but it's the same thing. Uh, I want this. This is what this show is about tonight. You know, breaking patterns, learning what the root of something is so that that can. So I don't want to. It's this show ain't about me tonight. This is about being a vessel tonight. Uh, so just giving it over to you. How important is it for those that are listening? How important is it to know what the root of something is? You know, that pattern. How important is it to find out where it started? Well, it's, it's just with anything when you're talking about planting. When you plant something, it starts with a seed, whether it's a weed or whether it's a, uh, an actual fruitful plant. But everything that starts, starts with a seed. And anytime you want to um, remove de-weed your garden, let's just use that as an analogy. When you're planting your daffodils and your sunflowers and your roses and all of that, you're intentional in planting, but there may be seeds which are weeded seeds that have been there in that soil for so long that you were not aware of. So when you're intentional plants are growing, you have to watch them so you can be able to recognize the weeds. However, if you don't know the difference between a weed and uh, what has been seeded intentionally for your life to blossom, then you'll miss it because you know some weeds are very pretty. Mm -hmm. I know I used to pick them on the way to school when I was little. They had the little pink ones. They were so cute. I never knew that was a weed. I, I thought that was a nice little cute flower, but I was not informed. And what has happened from generation to generation is that, unfortunately, a lot of things we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And when we don't talk about things, some things we don't talk about out of ignorance because we don't know it exists. That's yeah. why I'm not a fan of just get over it. Because a lot of times people don't know it exists and they don't know what it is. They just feel like that's a part of their character. That's part of that's, you know, grandma, she's she's doing the most, but that's just grandma. That's who she is. And a lot of times our grandpa, a dad or whomever it is in the family. And a lot of times we excuse it for just normal behavior. And a lot of the behaviors are trauma behaviors and they're Mm -hmm. triggered triggered behaviors from trauma from generation to generation. So if you begin to, I said this in one of my classes, you don't have to be spiritual to recognize patterns. Mm. Because if you begin to educate yourself about behaviors of your parents, your great, your grandparents, your great grandparents, your lineage, if you have a lineage of alcoholics, then you have what is called a spirit of addiction. So mm. if you have a spirit of addiction, which is space, placed in idolatry, and I'm talking to those who believe the word of God, uh, because I'm also a spiritual warfare specialist and trainer. And, and that spirit comes to bring oppression. And so if that's been cycling through your family, you don't have to really, you know, go, hmm, I wonder what's, 
What are some of the cycles in my family? What are some of the toxic, unhealthy cycles in my family? You know, you can just begin to look down. Okay, how, what is the characteristic of my grandparents and my great grandparents and my dad and my mom? And begin to do it on both sides because spirits transfer from generation to generation habits. And that's for the spiritual people, for the people who don't understand what we're talking about then habits transfer from generation to generation because a lot of times we're products of our environment. And that's why as parents, we cannot tell our children, especially what old school used to say, do as I say and not as I do. We cannot um, discipline our children for modeling our behaviors because Mm. that's how they learn. So you can tell a child something all day long, but what speaks louder is your behavior. So when they begin to, I talk a lot about the children, the little girls dropping it like it's hot at two. And we think it's so cute. Oh, look at girl, girl, look at her go. But then she's still dropping it like it's hot at 12. And now you want to call her fast. You want to call her hot tail. You want to call her all of that. But you celebrated her behavior. So why is it now that you are, the Bible talks about provoking not your children to wrath. Now you're confusing them because what you once celebrated, now you are condemning. And so yeah. we have to be careful from generation to generation what examples we set, not in word, but in deed. So when we start talking about roots, it's very important to peel the onions back. When we talk about these young people today, when you ask me, let me just retract back for a second. I am the CEO of a nonprofit. It's a 501c3 nonprofit called Resuscitate Inc. And our cause is child sexual abuse prevention. And we provide character development for middle to high school age youth and our flagship uh, program, Hands Off, which deals directly with child sexual abuse prevention. And we also provide trainings for the public, private, uh, public, private sector and the professional sectors, along with parent workshops as well. So we deal with trauma informed care and information. And I'm also a trauma-informed recovery coach. So my life has been, oh my God, just inundated when, and, and some people may understand what I'm saying, but I've had not simple trauma, not compound trauma. My, my trauma became complex and complex trauma just means, you know, a simple trauma, you know, um, the CDC reports that 70% of all adult North Americans have experienced at least one incident of trauma that would be considered simple trauma. And then when you have multiple events, you know, you have a couple of more events, then that's considered compound trauma. But when you're having event after event and it continues for years, that compound trauma becomes complex. And in my life, it became complex. And I did not know. I didn't know what trauma was. All I know was what I was experiencing and what was happening in my life. And I didn't understand how it was affecting me. So when it comes down to the root and I didn't understand why things were happening the way, the way they were happening in my life. And I found out that some of the issues I was dealing with didn't even belong to me. Mm. They were transferred Mm. to me. So, but generations prior, as long as we don't take responsibility for our part in a lot of the issues, then they continue to continue. And you have young people wondering what the heck is going on in their world. Why am I going through what I'm going through? And it's because things were not dealt with 
in previous generations. And then the generations after were not informed of what they had to deal with in prior generations. As is, AKA, what goes on in this house, what goes on with this family, what goes on here stays here and no one talks about it. And so as long as we're not talking about the issues and that's from the church house to the outhouse, as long as we're not talking about issues, then issues and not dealing with the issues, the issues will always show up and deal with us. And it's because the enemy, this said, we talk about the Christian show, the devil, he works in darkness and darkness is anything hidden anything covered, any lie, any deceit, that's what empowers him. So when we don't discuss it, when we don't talk about, when we keep it hidden, for whatever reason we keep it hidden, because there are different reasons why we hide it, but when we keep it hidden, then anything anything concealed cannot be healed. And the Mm -hmm. enemy knows that. So the the importance of finding the root cause, we can't even get to the root until we understand the fruit. Come on. When we start looking at fruit, we, you know, I heard T.D. Jake say this, and of course I'm in full agreement. You can't even be effective in ministry only focusing on the how and what. We have to focus on the why. We have to get Mm -hmm. to the backdrop and find out because it is not normal, nor is it natural for anybody no, I don't believe anybody said when I grow up, I want to be a murderer. I want to be uh, I want to be a dope dealer or I want to be a drug addict or I want to be a prostitute. If No one. I don't believe that was the initial thoughts. Right. Something right. has happened. And I believe now stop me at any time because, you know, I get to rolling. Uh, <laughs> I believe that um, a lot of times we avoid issues because we are too busy and we don't want to be inconvenienced. And sometimes we are reminded of our own lifestyles that we have been trying to keep hidden. Yeah. 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 Now I want to step back a few minutes uh, uh, because I just did a show called uh, get rid of the rug. Mm. Now wow. and, and I, I want to, I'm going to just, just jumping that youth part because mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with a with a mom about what she says to her son. Mm-hmm. She would say things like, "You you you know uh, you're never gonna be anything. You're gonna go to jail, end up in jail like your father. You're mm-hmm. gonna you know." And I was explaining to her how she was uh, setting her son up. She was like, no, I'm not saying it's, 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 I said, <laughs> life and death is in the power of the tongue. Now, I can't, I, I just want to see what God says to you about that. How do you feel about, I mean, or, you know, share with us about what we say in that aspect to our children. Okay. So was this lady a believer? Yes. Okay. So, cause I have to, you know, I have to approach things from certain perspectives. Okay. So yeah. if she's a believer, I would ask her, do she believe the word of God? That's the first mm-hmm. thing. Do she really believe that the word of God is true? Because our behaviors are actually, our belief system actually determines our behavior. So mm-hmm. if you really believe the word of God, there's one or two things you have not really embraced the word that 
death and life is in the power of the tongue and you don't really believe that? Because if you really believe that, I just don't want to think that any mother would intentionally want to speak death over her child. Because just in her response to you, it's like, well, no, I'm not, that's not what I'm doing. So that means she does not either understand the word or she does not believe the word. And she may not know the word. I teach a Bible study on Mondays and you be you would be surprised the things that people don't know, but they're in church every week, you know, yeah. because- yeah. We don't study our Bibles, but death and life is in the power of the tongue and not just from a spiritual perspective. You know what we what we speak because words are seed. They're seed. I talked about seeds earlier and whatever you hear the most of. That's what you begin to believe and that what begins to shape your mindset or your mental model. And so when I remember I was sharing, oh, just talking about the power of words. Wow. When I was uh, a young girl, I was kind of like a Joseph. I, I was a dreamer. I, I dreamed about everything. I had big dreams. Always have had big dreams. But every time I aspired to do something, and it's no pun to my parents, because they only go as far as they could think. They had a vision for me. That's what it is. They had a vision for me, for my life. But I had my own vision. And so whenever I would try to obtain a certain uh, position in life, a lot of times it was retracted back from me. And mm -hmm. so as an adult, you know, I would begin to be successful at things that I desired to be successful at. And I yeah. begin to see that I would get it accomplished. I would get it started. It was great. It was grand. Then the next thing I know, it was retracted. And so I begin to ask God, like, what is this? I can, I mean, I launch great things, but they last for only so long. And the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. The things that you heard when you were younger, the behavior and the activity. So there was a, there was a mental model subliminally and subconsciously built up in my belief system. I've always had the dream to make things come forward. But mm -hmm. and I can help anyone grow anything and anyone that's been under my tutelage can tell you, I'm going to give you what you need and you're going to do whatever you need to do. Right. So but I was like, well, God, why is it I can help everyone else blossom? Mm -hmm. And then I begin to bud and blossom. And next thing I know, I'm retracting back. And he showed me it was because there was a stronghold of doubt and unbelief in me, because when you're young, you're looking for the applause of those that love you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And when I was told I was ugly and when I was told there were just things that I was told I was adopted and and, you know, the first I put in an article. I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but on Facebook, I just wrote an article about uh, trauma lessons. And one of the issues was I was uh, told I told you I was told I was ugly and all of that. But the first time I ever heard that I was different was from someone who loved me and I love that asked me, why aren't, why aren't you like the rest of the kids? I didn't know I wasn't like the rest of the kids. Mm. I was just a little girl loving life, having fun with everybody. But I was asked, why, why you won't just be like the rest of the kids? I never knew I was different mm. until that question. And yeah. the question, the connotation was so negative then now I was lost and I didn't know what to do.
because I didn't know who else to be like because I only knew me. And that was from a little girl. And that was something that I was challenged with and faced with even becoming an adult, even the things that I've done that you, you'll find me written up in articles and celebrated, but I was still challenged with that same voice that I heard from a parent. Yeah. So her speaking to her son, even if he tries to progress in life, people that we love serve a very important role in our lives. And so what they say to us as a child becomes valid in our lives to us. We believe what they say, because if they say it, it must be true because we look to them for love. We look to them for direction. We look for to them for approval mm-hmm. and all of that. So when you begin to and sh- shift your challenges with the kid's father, because that was her issue, she's dealing with issues with the dad but not understanding that your son is not the experience you had with his father. So Mm -hmm. she needs healing and she needs deliverance. So she can understand that whatever you speak to him, when you speak death to him, even if it doesn't come true, it builds resentment in him towards her. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't realize that because she's still broken and Mm -hmm. she's still hurt. And so mm-hmm. since she cannot take it out on his dad, she takes it out on her son. And broken people break people. That's true. That's true. And it's it is so powerful what you just said, because as you spoke, I could even in and this the reason it's the uh the uh slogan for the show is unpacking heal together because we all have to understand that it's some stuff in all of our lives that have to be unpacked. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, some t- and and I when I could recall times where I would just build, I mean, grand things. And so I I I can relate to what you're saying. Then when you were talking about being called ugly, see, um, see, we gotta heal together. We <laughs> we healing yeah. together tonight because I can remember. When I was called an ugly disgrace and a this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and the as a forty-six-year-old lady, I could still mm-hmm. hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, just as plain as day being said to me. Yeah. So it's important for those of you that are listening. You can comment. You can ask questions. Uh, um, you know, if you're dealing with something, you can ask questions. This is about healing tonight. This is about discovering things about yourself that, like you say, if, what is the it? It, it, what is the it tonight? I'm praying that something is said where you can identify what the it is and then begin that road to recovery, that road to healing. Um, when you I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit okay. and 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 take it into relationships because I, I heard you say it's the what she was projecting over to her son was what was happening between her and and the dad. Right. So so and you know, I'm trying to grab little bits and pieces tonight. Um and and before we end the show tonight, she's gonna give information on how you could contact her and on all of that. But I want to do little bits and pieces tonight. Relationships. 
relationships. We're going into the cold season. I, I watch people Facebook uh, post mm -hmm. and how the seasons change and people begin to talk about relationships. Uh, it was a time where everybody was talking about uh, what makes a good relationship, uh, uh, what you bring to the table, what you did, that and the other. Let's go into relationship. Let's go into uh, what you attract and, and <laughs> you know, what you... Let's talk a little bit about that. Wow. Mm. Okay, so relationships. So from what I'm hearing, you're talking about romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So referring to romantic relationships, you there, there are two perspectives here, two school of thoughts. I've heard, especially in the church, and I, I, I don't completely agree. Um, we've been taught that you attract what you pack. I, that's not totally true because you can attract what you pack or you can attract what's trying to unpack you. So I believe that we have to be careful in the body of Christ because when you, you know, and, and this is my testimony, uh, I used to be ashamed of it, but I'm not ashamed of it because my story can be the key to help unlock somebody else's captivity. First of all, uh, when I grew up, I wanted to be a virgin before I ever got married. And um, in doing so, I, I was, I'm, as a matter of fact, all the way up to almost 12th grade, because I have a young man, he's in ministry. He's told the testimony to everyone. I represented my high school, the Jumping Jack Case High School. I have to give a shout out to the Lions. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> and um, I represented the school at an event at the Hyatt Regency downtown with students from all over the country. And I was dating this guy named Gentry. And we were really good. I mean, we were pure. We were... But that night he wanted to go there and I was crazy about Gentry. And I just said, no, because I'm saving myself, you know, because I meant that, right? And he, of course, dumped me that night. So my heart was just completely broken. But only later I found out, I visited a church. I didn't know he was there and he was there and his wife was there and his in-laws were there. And they all came to me embracing me and hugging me. And I'm like, wow, what is this all about? Only to find out that they were so grateful because that began a pivotal change in his life. Hmm. But I wish somebody would have told me because <laughs> I was heartbroken. And yeah. I ended up beginning uh, my first marriage. I was married in high school and I was married to an abuser. And I didn't know any better. You know, no one told me, but this, here's we are. We don't talk to our children. And I'm going to get to the relationships here in a minute. Yeah. And, um, you know, they didn't share with me what, I don't know if this PGG or rated, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty a frank speaker, yeah, but yeah. I didn't know. Um, only thing I knew about sex was, you know, the intercourse and all of that. I didn't know anything about oral sex or anything of like that. That's how my virginity was broken. No mm. one told me what that was. I didn't yeah. even know what it was. And it was used as a way to create a vulnerability in me so that he can do whatever he wants to do with me. 
And so long story short, he was very abusive. Uh, I had a lot of trauma going on at home and it was an opportunity for the enemy. And I'm going with this with relationships. Yeah. Yeah. There was a purity in me. I didn't have anything else in me. I was pure. So in that relationship, that was something that was drawn to me to detract something from me. Okay. So when we, and, and I'm, I'm, I want to share this because when you have the mental model stating that, oh, well, if that's what's around them, that's, that's, that must be the thing that they're carrying. Maybe what they're carrying is so powerful that these spirits are attracted to them to try and detract them or cause them to get off track. And because when we understand it from that perspective, then we can begin to intercede and then we can begin to bring them alongside of us and say, come on, let me mentor you. Let me talk to you and let me let you know what's going on. Because when I was growing up, it was just unfair. You know, I was always, I had a grandmother that lied consistently. I was never into boys. I never did, but she lied. She was a habitual liar about me. And I know this may offend people because for some reason we love to talk about fathers, but we don't talk about mothers. And there are mother issues that are in society. And a lot of young women are dealing with that because you have mamas that are broken raising these young girls and grandmothers that are broken, that are constantly, they will lie, they will manipulate and they will do all kinds of things. And you wonder why these young ladies are acting out and because they feel like they're not loved by their mothers. It's not even about their fathers. It's their mothers. So um, because my mother and I had a very estranged relationship. And I mean, since then, we've, you know, kind of restored and mended that. But we've had it. And people didn't understand that. You know why? Because we were the church family. Mm. We were the church family. So in moving forward with relationships, I've been married four times. Four. And the last time was to a pastor. And I'm going to tell you, boy, I tell you, that was the worst one. I'm going to just say it. And that's not to give anybody an excuse to say, see, I tell you, don't be messing with them preachers. No, 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 no. There are some amazing men of God. Mm It's just the one that I ended up with. But it was because he was broken. And because I've never exploited what happened, people automatically blame the woman. Yeah. And um, but I prayed for him and covered him and I still pray for him because I believe that when you are in ministry and you are broken, you begin to bleed out on people. And so when relationships are happening, we have to understand that we have to get to know people and stop automatically thinking, well, if they're in a bad relationship, it's because there's something bad in them. You have to understand that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And how can I support this scripturally? Anywhere that Jesus and his disciples went, guess what? The enemy showed up. Hmm. Now, was it because Jesus had evil in him? Mm -mm. Mm, Come on. Okay. Paul said, whatever I try to do good, evil is present on every hand. So if... So I just want us to grasp that part of it because we've heard enough in the body of Christ saying, well, if that's what you keep going to, that, that, that's, that, that must be what you're packing. And I understand the scripture in James where it says that you're drawn away by your own lust. 
It says you're drawn away by your own lust, what's mm -hmm. in you. So I know they're trying to use that as justification, but I want to use both scriptures. Sometimes you're drawn away by your own lust, but sometimes it's because there's something, there's an assignment to come and try and destroy what's on the inside of you. So mm -hmm. we have to, and in both cases, we both, we all have to pray. So when we're starting off with relationships, the first thing you're talking about healthy relationships, you have to be a healthy you before you can yeah. be a healthy anything to anybody. That's right. You have to start with you. And unfortunately, um, you know, we don't understand that singleness means wholeness. And so you don't have to be immediately in a relationship. You have to understand that singleness means wholeness because we live with a culture that makes you think that if you're single or you're by yourself, something must be wrong with you. Mm. So a lot of times being single, it's a lot right with you because narrow is the road, the straight road. Hello. And so and not many people want to uh, live by the standard of the straight road. So oftentimes you have to be careful and I'm going to say this, and it does not, it's not exclusive to women, but I want to say this to women. One thing I notice is that whenever you are moving and shaking and God is elevating you, 99% of the time when you're distracted is when you get to a relationship and when it's the wrong relationship and then things begin to slow up and you begin to do things differently. And part of that is because we begin to think that if you're in a relationship with a man, now you have to begin to submit to him and take on his ideas and things of that nature. But that is not scripturally sound because the only place in the Bible where the Bible talks about a woman submitting to a man is when he's her husband. So if you're in a relationship and God has given you an assignment in your life, Continue your assignment. Do not detract from your assignment. Because if you start detracting from your assignment because of a him, then that means you're not submitted to God the Father, him. Because that's your first priority as a single woman. And when you're a wife, I'm going to say this. He was attracted to the woman he met. Stop turning into somebody else after you get married. I'm going to let them sit right Amen. there. And Amen. for our men, the same thing. You're, you're on a mission. You're moving and shaking. And if you get in this relationship with this woman, I don't care how fine, baby, how thick her hips are, how juicy her hips are. I don't care how fine she is, boo. Sir, man of God, if you're on an assignment and the minute you get with her, you have to detract from the assignment then maybe she's not the right one. She might look like the one. She might be the Ishmael. Mm. Ishmael's whitest. This mm. may not be the Isaac. Oh. And vice versa. He may be the Ishmael. He may not be the oh. Isaac. So in order for relationships to be healthy, you have to be healthy and you have to have a healthy perspective. So if you're just coming out of a relationship, that's not time for you to jump into another relationship. And I'm so glad we're on here because I wanted to say this. I wanted to say this uh -huh. to somebody else. So I get to say it to a whole bunch of other people. The, the best way of getting over a man is not up under another one. Huh. And the best way of getting over a woman is not up under another one on top of another one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to lay that out there. <laughs> But um, I'm just a real, I'm, I'm real. I'm very yeah. frank. 
Um, but we have to become healthy because you have to evaluate yourself. You're not responsible for someone else. You are responsible yeah. for you and you don't need anyone's permission to heal. It is your God given right to heal and to be whole because when you're whole, everybody around you benefits. Amen. So when you're thinking about a relationship, it's okay to ask people used to tell me my standards were too high. And I started listening to that mess and start thinking that mess. That's why you have the watch who's in your ear, you yes. know, because That's I'm true. a big deal and you're a big deal. Come on. You're a big deal. You're a big Come deal. On. No, you're a big deal. And so in knowing that, then the, someone come alongside you and begin to treat you like you're not a big deal. Gotta you need go. to give them the gift of goodbye. Give them with the presence. Give them with your absence. And just Amen. tell them, you know, it's nice, but this, this, I don't believe this is it. Mm-hmm. So being healthy, you have to be a healthy you. Because if you're not a healthy you, then you will settle. Because whatever you believe about yourself if you're broken, then you'll believe what somebody, another broken person say to you. But when you're whole, you'll be able to identify the broken. You'll be like, ooh, mm, I don't think I want to spend time with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> oh, but oh, but see, that's a right now word mm-hmm. because people are settling and they just jumping into stuff just so that because they lonely and they and you know and healing is important yes healing is important some people oh they like you said they jump out of one and right into another and and they be all over the place and now you gotta you breaking somebody else and you, you know they got yeah all that carnage. going on in you all that instability all that all over Guess what? It's jumping up. You and, and let me say that. And that's because we are afraid to confront ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to see ourselves for who we know we really are yeah. at the time. And a lot of that comes from experiences. We have to understand we are not our experiences, but we have to actually deal with our experiences. We have to, and we have to know again, you are not your experience, but you have to acknowledge you had the experience. If he broke your heart, there's a lady, she married a gentleman and he ended up molesting her daughter and I counseled with her and she just didn't know what to do because she really loved him. Now, of course, she didn't expect this man to do that. And I'm a little different. You know, I'm not that religious. And I told her, first of all, you don't have to apologize for loving him. Right. You loved right. him. You loved him. It was not your expectation. And did you not? You didn't know that that would happen. So it's also not your fault. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to pretend like you don't love him. Yes, you mad at him. Yes, you're hating what he did. And she took the right position. She called law enforcement. Everything happened, held him accountable. But she still had love for him. Okay? She married him because she loved him. And of course, her heart was broken and torn to pieces because she didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. But I had to tell her that was an experience and that is not who you are. That had nothing to do with you. 
And we need to be very careful how we yeah. approach people behind different issues and situations that are transpiring in their lives because yeah. you love someone. It's just like if your child go out and murder someone, you love your child. Yes. But it just it doesn't change the fact that he murdered someone. He Does murdered. that make sense? Yeah. But you still love him. And I'm going to go a little deeper. No matter what we've done, God still loves us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amen. He still loves the murderer, the perpetrator. He loves us all. Mm -hmm. You know, there are consequences to the yeah. our choices. And, you you know, it's I, I love that you're talking about this because it's true. You know, and a lot of people live in guilt and shame and of the feelings that they that they hold for mm -hmm. per, a person who the world has, you know, discarded. But mm -hmm. at the same time, we're, we're talking about healing and healing happens in truth. You know, the word of God says those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. truth. We, we, we want to be in the spirit, <laughs> but we don't we have a hard time walking in Ooh. truth. Mm. Truth is a major, major part mm. of our walk with God. You know, so oh Lord, I, you know, we got this uh strong black well I'm strong. I'm I when somebody asks us how you doing, oh I'm blessed and highly favor, highly favor, highly blessed. Uh, you never hear I'm broken. Hmm. Um well I'm gonna tell you this. Um not too long I have a I was well, you've read my bio. I've had a lot of trauma. And then just, you know, three years ago, my daughter was diagnosed. Well, I'm a mother of a murdered son. He was murdered six years ago on July 4th. I have a daughter who's now winning the battle with cancer. And, um, and about two months ago, my youngest son, he, he had surgery. He, you know, was being real famous with his, uh, family at the reunion and kind of towards AC, uh, not his ACL, his um, Achilles. Okay. And so he had surgery. And then after that, uh, my daughter had surgery the next week. Mm -hmm. And I had an anxiety attack two weeks later. Now I'm the woman of God, the apostle, the Dr. Nicole Lynette, as we say, the, tr the recovery, you know, trauma-informed recovery yeah. coach. And Two weeks later, I had a full-blown anxiety attack. Mm. And I found myself in a state of emergency. Mm. I was overwhelmed. I was tired. I had things I was trying to take care of. Yeah. And you better know it when you start feeling tired. And, and I know we're not supposed to have this kind of conversation because you're the woman of God. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's, let me tell you, uh, life happens to us all. Us it rains on the just as well as the unjust. Exactly. However, I had a reservoir of the word that y'all, I couldn't even use. Can I just be real about it? Be real. Did I look, come on. I, be real. I couldn't use it. However, but I knew I was in a state of emergency. Yeah. And it's amazing how when the word talks about how Jesus is interceding on our behalf, sitting at the right hand of the father. And at that point in time, in my weakness, it was his strength who that was made perfect and complete because I had nothing. I wrote a letter to uh, to the guy I'm dating and I wrote him a letter. He didn't even know about the letter. 
He called me. He just said there's something off. He just picked it up. And so I couldn't talk to him about it. I was on mute. That's how serious the anxiety was. And I went to my office thinking, okay, well, maybe I can do some work. Y'all, I can do nothing but sit there and shuffle papers. Because I was blank. It was just that serious. I hadn't felt that type of anxiety since the death of my son. And I just sat there and I, I just, I knew, I didn't know what to do. And the Lord had um, one of the therapists who is a partner with our organization just call me out the blue. And we were talking. And then he called and I, I told him, I, I sent him a letter and he read it and he came. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because in the body of Christ, we have got to stop with this spiritual, I call it dramanomics. <laughs> it's spiritual dramanomics. We're so just spiritual. We have the tongues. Yeah. Yeah. We have the laying on of hands. And I know I'm probably going to get in trouble, but we got chief prophets. I mean, chief apostles. That's nowhere in yeah. the Bible. We have master prophets. That's nowhere in the Bible. I'm just saying, and I'm, a, I'm an apostle. I'm going to set order. It's not in the Bible. It is not scripturally sound. However, if that's what you say going on, that's fine. However, my point is this. We're so spiritually uh, super superheroes yeah. that we have no kryptonite. The devil is a liar. There, a liar. Are, there are things. The Bible says in 3 John that I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health as your soul so- prospers. And Come your on. soul encompasses your mind, your psyche, your will, your emotions. And so when we're concerned more about the spirit man and we're not dealing with the psyche, the mind, the mental health, the emotional health of Come people, on. that's why it's so easy for people to dog people out and then they say they go get saved And then they don't feel like, you mean to tell me the spirit of the Lord, the love of God, after you say you have received the love of God, does not inspire you to go and try and make wrong relationships right? Right? Come on. Because the word also says, if you, not if you, if someone offended you, but if you feel like someone is offended by you, whether you believe you offended them or not, says lay your gift at the altar altar and go so what god is saying i don't even want your gift right now i don't want anything you're trying to give to me until you go and try and restore that relationship that's how important healing and restoration is to god man that's why jesus came to set the captives free he came he came to heal us not just physically heal us he came to make sure that we are our minds are whole our emotions are stable Mm. so we have to get out of this euphoric mindset and ideology that as long as we're speaking in tongues we're singing in the choir we're waving our hands and we in worship by the way worship is about your lifestyle not about you lifting your hands (laughs) lifting your hands is just form of the expression can I teach teach about yes teach Teach. so Come on now, I'm about to high five myself. I'm feeling this But (laughs) y'all pray for me, pray for me. But we have to understand that God is in the people business. Yes, he is. And he loved us all so much 
that he took time himself to wrap himself in flesh. Thanks. Okay, limited edition, y'all. In flesh <laughs> to walk this earth to show us how to do it. So when the disciples were and was hanging with Jesus and the woman was coming to him, different women came and they were trying to keep them away from him. He was like, hold on. That's why I came. Mm, when the children on. were trying to come he, and they was like, no, not right now. He said, wait a minute. That's why I'm here. Suffer not. Anytime they tried to keep people away no. from him because they felt like they were so important yeah. <laughs> that they, they met the requirements or they met the standards. But <laughs> he came so that the whole world can be free. Yes, so that the did. whole world can be healed. So that yes, the whole world, that whosoever, whosoever includes everybody. Everybody, everybody has the opportunity. So if mm -hmm. you are a light bearer, if you claim to be a light bearer, if you claim to be a man or woman of God, if you be claim to be a follower of Christ Jesus, you say you feel with the Holy Ghost and fire. Come on. But you don't try and make sure there's right relationships, that people uh, are healed, that when you did uh, something, let me tell you something, apologies still are required. They're required. Repentance is still required. Come on now. You can't, so, anything <laughs> you do to if, offend a little one, meaning someone that is weaker than you, Come on. someone that you think is beneath you, Whatever you that don't even uh, 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 that you feel can't be accepted by God, if you offend them, then that's some rap that comes to you. Yeah, God, relationships are important to God. Important, important. He wants us to heal. Do you not know that we are representatives? Yes, we are of Christ. Come on now. So if you offend someone with your nasty attitude, you need to get your attitude in check. Check. And then after you've done it, go and apologize to them. Please don't be above apologizing from the pulpit to the pulpit. Come on. Starting at the pulpit because Start. you're supposed to be the example. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to just go here. Come on. Oh, you I think you just gonna get me in trouble on here today. Come on. Um, nobody have more followers than Jesus had. <laughs> Come on here. So, but he took time with people. Yes, he did. You're not above Christ. Take time with people because you never know how God wanna bless. And move on your behalf the very person that you're looking over and the very person that's hurting and reaching out because they admire you and they 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 want to be probably tutored by you but you don't have time because you're don't too important you're too important don't get more important than jesus don't I'm, just saying. I'm just saying don't get more important than jesus i'm come on we have got, we have there are people I know personally that was damaged before their family members became saved. When their family members got saved, 
they just cut them off, distanced themselves, and treated them like heathens. Jesus. They never apologized for what they did to them. Come on. And to this day, these people are angry with God and don't want have nothing to do with the God that they say they just just became a part of and possessed now. Uh-huh. Because how can you damage me and leave me as damaged goods? And then you say you got the love of God in your life. In your life. And you never try and make that right. Because some people, all they're looking for is an apology. And I know the deep religious folk and some of these supposed to be healers say, but they just need to get over it. The devil is a liar. The Bible says, lay your gift at the altar and go. Not wait for them to come to you. Go to them. And try and restore that relationship. And when you go, you need to go in a spirit of humility yeah. and not saying, well, I'm just coming to you because the Bible told me to come to you and because I don't know what I did to you. <laughs> no, you need to go in a spirit of humility and saying, you know, God, I don't know what I've done, but if it's anything, give me the spirit to hear yeah, and to, to hear receive it. it. Yeah, because people's feelings are their feelings and you have to acknowledge people's feelings. And I'm going to give an example. My siblings and I, it's it's seven of us, but six of us was, you know, the baby boys way down at the bottom. But that was a lot of stuff that happened in our family and no one spoke of it. And I was considered like the black sheep of the family. But it was a lot going on in my life. And um, so one day the Lord just put it in my spirit and I called what I call a siblings meeting. And I invited all my siblings to my church. And I told them you're not to bring a spouse, a child, and our parents were not invited. I said, we need to meet because we need to talk because we're all so anointed. But who over there laughing with our anointed selves? And when you see our family, oh, my God, you just, oh, we're an anointed family. Everybody, we're an anointed family. But the devil got a whole lot of glory because we were anointed, but we were divided. And when we had the siblings meeting, I went into that meeting straight up. I was like, if you got to cuss me out, cuss me out. Whatever you need to do, just tell me why, what is the offense? What have I done to offend you? And that's how I went into that meeting with all of my siblings. I don't care. Just tell me what it is. I don't ever hurt my feelings. Just tell me because that's how bad I wanted our relationships to come together because we're all people of God. So how is it we're all people of God? Here I am pastoring the church. I'm praying, doing everything under the sun with everybody else. And then my siblings and I are so divided. We can't even come together. And we're feeling different, you know, unspoken things. Yeah. And sure enough, when we came together, oh my goodness, three boys, three girls, like the Brady Bunch. But we came together. We're all adults. And it was just... It was amazing and it was refreshing. And that began our healing process because we were able to be transparent. We were Mm -hmm. able to just say whatever it was we needed to say, however we needed to say it. And this was in my church. And I mean, exactly what I said. If you got to cuss, you got to do whatever you got to do. I know that don't sound sound for a pastor, but whatever. Let (laughs) me people where they are are, and be open to receive. Because we don't always see ourselves. Sometimes we have blind spots. 
and we think we're the best thing since sliced bread and we not and we not come on there are things that are in us that we have to make sure that we say god you know created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me but we gotta we gotta admit that it, it might be some stuff there you know but what i found what we found out in that meeting was there was some misperceptions there were some false narratives that had been spoken for years no. there were things that lies and, and so the enemy just fed it and fed it so as long as we were without communication Mm-hmm. Those strongholds yeah. remained. Remained, yeah. Uh huh. And I believe that every family needs to sit down and have a meeting, have yeah. a come to Jesus meeting, and say, yeah. "Hey, I'm here. Tell me if there's anything that I've done to offend you. Don't go on Facebook and put a blanket statement. Come on, that is not what the word tells us to do." Oh, I just want everybody to know on my Facebook family, if I've ever done anything to offend you, I apologize and it's under the blood. The devil is a lie. No, you need to deal with that that person, talk with that person and deal with the issue because that's a form of avoidance. It is. It is. It is. (laughs) Yes. Tonight, y'all, listen, listen. And y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, I don't, I don't, all that cutting corners and sugar coating, I don't do no way. Uh, <laughs> so I was already ready. Um, this is important. This is a this is the beginning of something important for those of you that are watching. Whether you're watching in the playback or whenever this runs across your uh, phone or or your TV, because you know I know some people are watching on their TV right now. Listen. This is a divine appointment. God would not, this would not come across your page for no reason. It's some things that God wants to get out of your life, but he's telling you, right? It's like a blinking red sign in front of you right now. It's some things that God wants you to work on. It's some things. So before we let, uh, Dr. Nicole tonight, I want her to tell you uh, your um, contact information, Facebook page, anything that would, because some people watching on YouTube, you know, I see five right here, but I see I've been on different (laughs) platforms. So they're watching the information where they can contact you. Okay. You can actually, if you'd like to book a consult consultation with me you can actually uh, reach me at dr nicole that's nicole with two l's blame it on my daddy two l's means leading lady dr nicole n-i-c-o-l-l-e speaks at gmail.com you can also contact me at 832-885-8547 you can follow me on facebook at nicole lynette you can also um follow me Y'all, I forgot the other place y'all can follow me. But anyway, <laughs> but I also run a Bible study. If you would go to Faith Empowerment on Eventbrite and register, I actually have a Bible study that happens every Monday from 7.30 p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Just, you know, inbox me, email me, text me, or call me. 
but you give me quicker texting and um and let's sit down and let's have a real conversation because at the end of the day the root the core of your life beginning again and you becoming free it starts with you it starts with you number one acknowledging that you need to be free or even you may not understand what's going on with you. You just know there's just some things going on and you're not happy about it. So just just reach out to me and let's have this conversation because things do get better. And we didn't get a chance to share a lot of things that I've the Lord has healed me from and moved me through it. And I want to say this because a lot of time in the industry, people say your trauma, you'll never get here, healed from that. But that's not true. You can be healed and it's your God given right to be healed. And you, and if you want to be 100% present in life, then you're going to have to begin to de-weed the gardens of your life. Yeah. And with the help of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost through the word, it can happen. It can happen. I'm hoping I'm hope this is my first show. I'm so excited about my first show as Janice and company. I, I need it. I needed to break free from a, a couple of titles. Yeah. yeah. A couple of titles to do what God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. And what God has called me to do is connect people. Yeah. It's to connect people, whether it be to healing, whether it be to 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 whatever it is. I I God has given me a gift to connect. So um I'm so excited for you being on. I'm hoping that you come back again and um because we, we are we are in uh, the month uh, I think it's about domestic violence this month mm-hmm. and um, I would love for you to come back and okay. talk to us more I have notes I was sitting here just notes I know you saw me looking down I was writing my notes because it's important for us like you said you can't be so important that you don't realize God has sat healing right in your lap he, he the you have been praying God I want to be free Lord I want to I want to get the stronghold out of my life tonight some very valuable information was shared um at the bottom of the screen you see her information if you want to because I'm not one of them preachers you know oh now you need to call me I got no no <laughs> no 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 tonight God connected you this is important this is important for your life. This is important to destroy generational curses. Yes. This is important uh, because I know you're looking at your grandbabies saying, ah, I got to save my grandbabies. I got to save. And, and the way you do that is getting the information. You need the information. You can't sit back and just think you, you're going to pray it away. Deliverance mm-hmm. more than somebody just laying hands on you. It, it's, it's about more than that. Come on. It's about more than that. So I want you to make the connection tonight. Okay. I want you to make the connection. I know you fell on the floor, rolled under the pews and all that. I know you did it all. I know you, you ran, you jumped three times. I know you did. did and, you and I'm, 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 I'm happy. But <laughs> let, let's do the work though. Yes. Let's do the work. That part. It's important. It's important. Okay. So. Again, we want to thank you, doctor, for coming on tonight because you bless me. You help me. <laughs> you know, I got a lot that I'm going to be. Look, I, I got a lot tonight. 
And I thank God for your life. I thank God for your light. Continue, continue to do the work. And we look forward to seeing you again on Janice and Company. Do you have any last words before we let you go tonight? I just want everyone to understand that when Jesus came, he died for all of us. It doesn't matter what your status quo is. He died for all of us. We all have, we are all being perfected until his return. So don't allow shame and blame to hold you captive because the blood of Jesus covers our lives. But as uh, Ms. Denise said, we have to do the work. We have to participate in our own rescue. We have to participate in our own healing and deliverance. And we have to participate in our restoration. And you're still here breathing, inhaling and exhaling because your presence has purpose and your purpose has power. But you have to tap into what that is because if you don't know what it is, you won't use it. And if you don't use it, you won't lose it. But the people that need to be free won't be able to be free because it's your story that can be the key to help unlock somebody else's captivity. Amen. All right. We love you. There's nothing you can do about it. I want you to remember without faith is impossible to please God, but with God, all things are possible. Who cares? God cares. Good night. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.